you would turn your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Then we'll move on. Glad you're here this morning. Again, it seems like here lately, phone rings and it's about someone that's gone on to be with the Lord. And, and, and listen to me. I praise God that they were ready and they're with the Lord. I, I'm not sad for that. In fact, I celebrate and I envy them that have been called home to glory. But it still hurts to say goodbye to those that you love and appreciate. And, and again, as I said, you know, Sister Fawn would call me just out of the blue and just said, the Lord has led you on my heart. I'm to pray for you and I just want you to know I'm going to the Lord in prayer for you. Have a blessed day. Click. And she'd do that all the time. And believe me, for a pastor to have his people praying, and which I know you all do the same thing for me and I appreciate it, but to just know that there's someone out there lifting me up means a lot to a pastor. And uh, I, I really appreciate her. She was a virtuous woman. Amen. She loved her family. And she loved her Lord and Savior. Never had to war wonder if she was saved. You could see it all over her. But she had health issues. And you know, these old bodies wear out. Understand, God made them to wear out. These bodies ain't going to heaven. And I'm thankful. Amen. I'm going to get a new one where I ain't going to have no aches and pains. But... These bodies are made to wear out, and hers was wearing out. So she's with the Lord. But is everybody in Ecclesiastes 3? Look at what verse 20 says. Solomon said this. He said, all go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. Let me read that one more time. Let it sink in. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust. Again, it's kind of like the story. Little boy come running downstairs, and he says, Mama, Mama. He says, Is it true what the preacher said? The preacher said that our bodies are made out of dust. And she goes, Why, yes, that's what he said. Well, is it also true that our bodies, he said that our bodies return to dust? She goes, that's exactly what he said. He goes, well, you need to come upstairs and look under my bed. And she says, well, what's going on? There's a lot of coming and going underneath that bed. And that's the way life is. We laugh, but we come and we go. The Bible says, what's life? It's even a vapor. It appears for a little time, and then, he, then it vanishes away. Understand this morning, if we live to be a hundred years old, and some of you are getting pretty close, if we live to be a hundred years old, time flies. Amen? I mean, we've all said, wow, where did this year go? Wow, how, 
I was just graduating high school. Now I'm middle-aged. Now I'm a senior. I mean, time doesn't stand still. But you know what I'm looking forward to? That time when I'm with the Lord in glory where we won't have to worry about time. In fact, <laughs> we're going to spend all of the ages with the Lord. And you know what? There isn't going to be a time set. We're just going to be with him forever and forever. Amen. You looking forward to that? So am I. So am I. So now we'll go to our text. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'd like to read a few things, make a few comments, and we'll give an invitation. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Beginning in verse 1, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we are here in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. For we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you thanking you for this day, another day of life, another privilege and honor and opportunity to be in your house with your people. Father, we come with grateful hearts, thanking you, Lord, for our salvation, thanking you for the assurance that we have, and Lord, thanking you that this life is not all there is. We have a life in glory to come for those of us in Christ Jesus. So, Father, just bless your words this morning. Give me things that I've studied and I need to remember to say this morning, let me say them with boldness and authority and just let me feed your people. Let me encourage them in your word this morning. And Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit will deal with hearts. There's a need, whatever it is, especially if it comes to salvation. May your spirit have his way and draw them to you before it's eternally too late. Heard the prayer requests. You know those that been written down, Lord, from the hearts of those that are here. I just pray your will be done with those prayer requests. Above all, I pray for the Paytons and their hour of loss and sorrow. Just comfort them and give them grace. Again, I thank you for Sister Fawn and her testimony. Thank you, Lord, that she's no longer suffering, that she is 
there with you. So, Father, again, bless your word. May we worship you in spirit and truth this morning. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, and you've got to remember the Corinthian church, yes, there was times that they acted like a bunch of babies. They weren't mature. You've got to understand also the Corinthian church was being persecuted for their stand in Christ. And understand that Life is hard, and we get discouraged, and we get, get down, and on Paul's writing to them about remembering that this life is not all there is. And aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad that this isn't it? If this was it, what would be the use? We're struggling all the time. But those of us that know Christ, we have something better waiting. Amen. And that's what Paul is addressing here. He's trying to tell the Corinthians that, yes, you're struggling. Yes, it's hard at times, but remember who you are and remember what you have to look forward to. And I tell you, there's nothing greater to look forward to than being in heaven with the Lord. Amen. Nothing greater. And... (laughs) I know I'm not supposed to envy anybody, but I envy those that have gone on before, that have died in Christ Jesus. Do you realize words can't describe? I can't tell you what it's like on the other side because I'm not there. But when I get there, it's going to be great. Amen? It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. And Paul, several times, in fact, in Philippians, when he was addressing the Philippian church, He said, I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with the Lord. Now, he literally, that would have made his day. That would have lit his shucks, Brother Dave. But he also then said, but it is needful that I stay for you. Oh, he... Wanted to go. So there's nothing wrong with us as believers that have a tendency to want to get out of here. Amen. And I'm going to tell you it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to get a lot worse. You think we're going through things now? You ain't seen nothing yet. But remember what we have. Now, let's look at our text and kind of break it down real quick it says for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle now that word tabernacle he's talking about of course the bodies of the believers there at Corinth but he says this tabernacle tent or temporary dwelling place he says we're dissolved he's talking about what we know that if this old tent this tabernacle dies dissolve we have a building of God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens listen to be absent from this body is to be present 
with the Lord those that are in Christ. Amen. And this old tent, this old dwelling place of this old soul of mine and yours is one day going to return to the dust of the earth. Amen. We're going to die. This old tent's going to be folded and placed in the ground one day. Especially if he doesn't come back in our lifetime. All of us are going to die. It's appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. Hebrews 9.27 But notice what he said. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Oh my goodness. That art to light your shots. Amen. Notice, for in this we groan. Do we have burdens? Do we have aches and pains? I'll probably get in trouble, but I'll say it anyways. Why do we take the time to do whatever is necessary to remodel this old body and keep this old body looking good when this body's going to return back to the dust? Amen? It's going to return back to the dust. And it doesn't matter how much money you spend, how much you go to the gym, how much you diet, your body is wearing out. But praise God, there's a new body coming for us in Christ. Kind of like the story of little boy. Every night he'd see his mother put that white goo all over her face. And he would watch her. She'd wipe it off. And he did that for several nights. And finally, his curiosity, he just said, Mama, why do you put that white stuff on your face? As she's wiping it off. She goes, well, honey, to make me beautiful. Little boy looked at her and said, well, Mom, it ain't working. <laughs> it ain't working. But, beloved, that... That's what I want to get across to you. We can spend all our time, all of our effort in trying to keep these bodies in shape and, and look our best. But just remember, we are going to return to the dust. These bodies aren't built to last. But the body that we receive from the Lord will last for all eternity. Praise God. Now, notice what it says. We groan. And, and by the way, we know life is brief. But we also know that life carries with it many burdens. Many trials. And Paul's trying to encourage the Corinthian believers. That hey, make sure you keep in mind this is all just temporary. There is a better place waiting for you. And that should encourage you and me. For we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from where? Heaven. Heaven. As I was saying, 
the older I get, the more I know that this old body's wearing out. How about you? You know, you, you can tell when you're getting old. You know how? One, yes. Memory, yeah. But also, tell you're getting old when you get in a rocking chair and you can't get it started to rock. You can tell you're getting old when your wife says, well, I'm going someplace, you want to go with me? You say, no, I don't care where you're going. You just leave me home. You're getting old. You can tell you're getting old when you put your mouth into a steak and they stay. Those teeth stay in the steak. That's how you can tell. And you can tell you're getting old when you hurt in places that you never hurt before. You know you're getting old. Again, let me reiterate. These bodies are dying every day. Amen? I'm not saying, I can hear some of y'all say, well, the pastor said I'm just to stop washing my hair, taking a bath, I'm to stop shaving, I'm to stop doing this. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, listen, these bodies are going to wear out. They're going to return to the dust. Understand that. He says, for this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Absolutely. And if so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Now, what is he talking about there? Well, you know, it's kind of like this. Before sin came into the world in the garden, God himself fellowship with Adam as they would walk in the garden. But then when sin came, when the fall happened, the Bible tells us that Adam and Eve hid themselves from God. And it was because they were undone before him. They were naked in their sins. And because of their nakedness, of course, because of that they were separated from God. Understand this morning, that's the way it was with us. We were naked in sin, and because of it we were separated from God. But because of Jesus, God's only begotten Son, who came and died on the cross and shed his blood to atone for our sins, we are now clothed, clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. No longer separated from him. Therefore, those of us that are saved never have to fear being naked before God anymore because we are clothed in Christ. Aren't you thankful for that? We're clothed in Christ. And because of it, we're accepted by God. Don't have to worry about being naked before him ever again. And that's what he's talking about here. Now, notice what else he says. 
For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being what? Burdened. Groan. Sigh heavy. And isn't that how life is? All the struggles. You just sigh heavy. You groan within yourself. You're burdened. Lord, come back and take us home. That's us groaning within our spirits, saying, oh, Lord, when you return, it's going to be a lot better. Oh, Lord, when I'm with you, it's going to be a lot better. And that's what he's talking about there. Notice, he says, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, let's go further and see what he's talking about. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, just a couple pages back in your Bible. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Amen. Understand, right now, we're in a mortal body but one day there's going to come a time when we are going to be changed this mortal body is going to put on an immortal body a body that's never going to wear out there will be no more death sorrow illness no hospitals no funeral homes no nursing homes no rehabs we are going to be changed Understand, this old mortal is going to put on immortality. This old corruptible, because of sin and its stain. Yes, our sins have been forgiven. Our sins are washed away. But we still live in a sinful world and we still live in these sinful bodies. But one day, this old corruptible body is going to be changed to an incorruptible body where sin will never bother the child of God ever again. No temptation, none. Don't you want that to happen? Do you believe it's going to happen? It's going to happen. Paul is telling the Corinthians, listen, I know you're struggling, and I know it's a burden. He goes, believe me, if anybody knew about burdens and struggles, it was Paul. If anybody knew about the threat of death, it was Paul, because believe me, his life was being threatened every time he went to a city. But he wasn't worried about it because he had his faith and his trust in God. And God showed him 
that don't sweat it, Paul. This is what happens to Matilda. Notice what it said in verse 5. Now he that has wrought us for the self-same thing as God, who also has given us the earnest of the Spirit. What's he telling the Corinthians there? He's saying, folk, you that have been washed in the blood, you that have been clothed in the righteousness of Christ, understand that you have the Spirit within you, which is a guarantee that the payment has been paid in full, and at one of these days, Christ is going to come back for his possession. And by the way, we're his possession. Me and you and those that are in Christ. It's a guarantee. So don't fret. It's going to be okay. We have eternity waiting for us. Heaven is ours. And it's a prepared place for a prepared people. Amen? Now, he's talking about the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. Well, that's true. We're home in this old body. Those of us still breathing air, right? And while we're here, we're absent from the Lord. But one day, we won't be absent from him anymore because he's going to come back and call us home. Whether we are awake or asleep, we're going to be with him. Therefore, we are always what? Confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by what? Sight. We are confident, I said, willing rather to be absent from the body than to be present with the Lord. Yeah, that's my desire. And I want to live in such a manner that I won't be ashamed. I want to live in a matter in a manner which honors and glorifies the Lord. As I've said it many times here, I want to go to heaven first class. Amen? I don't want to just make it by the skim of my teeth. I want to be there with the Savior. And when I'm there, I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in into the joy of the Lord. Now, I'm also wise enough to know that huh, I got work to do still. And so do you and I. Notice what he says. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absence we may be accepted of him. You hear the word labor? Are you laboring for the Lord? Let me ask you a question. If you knew this was your last day on earth 
Would there be any changes made in your life? I would gather to think there probably would be. If you knew that this was your last day, I'm sure. Who's to say this isn't your last day? Because we don't know what a day is going to bring forth, do we? James said, thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. James 4. Understand that this morning. Now go back to 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption... And this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? I wish to the good Lord that we could get a grasp at what Paul is saying here that we would come to the understanding that death should never be feared. Death is not an enemy. Death is just an open door into eternity. Just turning the knob. It shouldn't be something to fear for the child of God. In fact, Paul said it was victory. Victory! You say, well, I don't understand that. Ask the Lord to open up your eyes. Because we shouldn't be afraid of death. I used to be before I met the Savior because I knew where I was going. But since I became a child of God, nope. I also know where I'm going. But I'm not afraid to go where I'm headed because I know the Master. And I'm thankful. Amen. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Beloved, are you ready to die? Are you prepared to die? You really can't live life until you're prepared to die. Amen? Now think about that. Let that roll around up there. Let that marble roll. Because you can't truly live if you're not prepared to die. And if you don't know the Savior, you're definitely not prepared to die. Let me say this, and I'll hush. It's simple this morning. I was planning on preaching something else, but God just laid this on my heart. And I don't know why, but he's got a reason. Maybe some of you are out there. You hope you're ready. You hope you're prepared. And you're not. Understand, you can be prepared for death. You know, 
We know what we have, those of us in Christ. Know what we have waiting for us in heaven. And as I said, you know, I don't know what it's like on the other side. God only gives us a little glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. But I do know this, that eyes not seen, ear heard, or entered into the thoughts of man, those things that God's prepared for them that love him. Understand, it's going to be greater than what we can even imagine. But that's for those that are saved. But if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, this is all the heaven you're going to know. And understand, even though there's grief, there's trials, there's burdens, there's troubles in life here, they are not going to compare to the torment that you are going to have to suffer when you die without Jesus and are separated for all eternity from him. So what's it going to be? Anybody in their right mind would want to go to heaven. Well, there's certain things you have to do in order to get there. No, not work or earn your salvation because we could never do enough for that. And the good thing is you don't have to because Jesus did it for you. He did it all. But he requires that you come to him. He requires you repent of your sins and by faith accept him as your Lord and Savior. He requires that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You see, he says... If you'll be ashamed of me before man, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. So you have to make a public, open profession of faith. Now that doesn't mean you have to walk the church out and be saved. You can get saved in your car. You can get saved at grandma's. You can get saved in your bedroom. But then he expects you after he saves you to testify and make a profession of faith that you have trusted him as your savior, openly and publicly. You do that, you're his child. It's always bothered me. People will come, they say they've made a profession of faith, they've trusted Christ, and what's the very next thing the Lord requires after you're saved? Follow him in baptism. Identify yourself as a believer, as a follower of Christ, right? And you say, okay, so I guess you want to follow the Lord back. Nope. I got to pray about it. I got, I got to wait. Mm-mm. The very thing you're doing is the very first act of disobedience right after you come to Christ. Isn't that a shame? And that's what it is. Folks that won't be baptized, you're disobeying the Lord. You say, oh, I don't like you saying that. Tough toenails. That's the truth. It's the truth. I couldn't wait to identify myself. I'd found the Savior. And most importantly, he found me. (laughs) Of course, he knew where I was all along. He kept sending obstacles in my way. Trip over one, there'd be another. Trip over another, there'd be another. 
trying to get my attention. Why? That's right, Sister Ginger. He loves me and he loves you, sinner friend. Paul is telling the Corinthians, hey, don't worry about it. There is a better day coming. There is a home beyond waiting for us. Not there yet, but oh, we're on our way. Amen? We're on our way. Are you ready?